Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Masters of Self University podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Lee. And I'm your host, Donnie Molly. And today we are joined by MSU Mystical Life Coach, Christy Cunnyworth, everybody. Hi, Christy. Hello. Happy welcome. to be here. It's good. Because <laughs> happiness is not something that's been knocking on my door and hanging out with me lately. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, but it's been really, really... I, I use the word brutal a lot because it's really the only way that I can describe this whole season. Um, we were talking to Rachel and um, Danny listens to this spiritual teacher a lot named Tim Wilde. And they were both, yeah, they were both different at different times talking about how it feels like people are being squeezed right now. And he, and he gave the analogy of like a tooth toothpaste, right? Of like squeezing everything out. And like, man, does it feel like that times 10? Um, so yeah, it's just been quite the, quite the ride, quite the ride. And then on top of that, you know, the thing about women is we also have to menstruate once a month. So that's always exciting. And, and I always know <clears throat> when it's about to come because I'm like, okay, everything is times three right now. And why is that? Oh, it's because for me, it's the end of the month and here we go. So I got hit with mine, um, two days ago. So that's been fun mm. on top of everything else. And, uh, Yeah. What about you, Christy? I love that. This is a perfect place to drop in. As women, we have to menstruate. Notice the disempowerment that exists there. We have been conditioned that this is a place of weakness for us, that our menstruation is a place of powerlessness. It is messy. It is inconvenient. It comes at the wrong times. It is a cause of pain and suffering. It is nothing but frustration. It brings up uncomfortable emotions that we don't know how to manage. Women use it as an excuse for bad behavior or bad, you know, negative experiences. And it is just such a misinterpreted experience. And this is something that I really wanted to dive into today. Yeah, I've all I've ever been told about having your period is, oh my God, it's awful. It's so shitty. It's the worst time ever. And then it's an excuse mm -hmm. to really act poorly towards others, towards myself. Like I know, you know, it's always like an excuse for me, like binge eat a lot of things that aren't good for my body. Yep. Um, yeah, it's never been positioned or shown to me that it's a powerful time of the month for women. It's always like this downfall. It's like, I've, I've, there are many times where I've blamed men being like, you don't have to deal with what we have to deal with. And it's yep. so hard. And so this and so that, and now I'm learning more and more like, no, it's a powerful, powerful, um, thing that we move through. Um, so I'd love to hear a lot of your perspective and your knowledge on this, because this is all something that's, that I'm learning as I go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, societally, collectively, generationally, we have been conditioned, brainwashed to believe 
that this moon cycle, that our female reproductive system and being a female in general is just a pain in the ass, you know, perpetrated inequality, inferiority, judgment, shame and guilt that comes with this is just profound. And let's talk about some reasons why, you know, first of all, most women don't even know what a natural menstrual cycle even feels like. We have no fucking clue. We are completely disconnected. A lot of women have been on birth control since their teens. They've been modulating their feminine cycle. The hormones, the pesticides, the antibiotics in our foods were poisoned by our water. We use, you know, substances, alcohol, drugs to alter our cycles as well. And technology, you know, we do not know what our menstrual cycle is really supposed to feel like. So that Mm -hmm. is, you know, one of the biggest misperceptions is we haven't been taught any of this. And then unfortunately, we've been conditioned by our society that it is just a source of pain. It's a source of suffering. It's a source of weakness. And we really do just live in a system in which this is a place that is disempowered. Mm-hmm. It, we do not have any access to what the magic of this time of the month for women really is, which is our greatest source of power, our greatest connection. The veil is so thin between our truth, the divine truth of who we really are at this time. And if we can start to shift the paradigm and start to see it in these ways, it can really change our connection with ourselves and our power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you living with a woman? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, was, I was gonna say I don't have periods. Yeah. That's what you're asking now. <laughs> never had one. Never can have one. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, for this podcast. I'm definitely gonna be you know the the bystander bystander. I can't talk from any experience. Um, but definitely feel the one thing you mentioned there, Christy, about like everyone's being poisoned, and obviously we have all these hormones that should be regulated mm-hmm. um, and activated testosterone, estrogen, all through healthy levels in human human beings, but from all the toxins, from all the microplastics, everything, like they really throw everything out. Um, and as a male, you know, we don't have this monthly, um, <clears throat> this monthly thing to kind of keep track at where we're at um and there's a there's an aspect to that which it really grounds the woman into the natural rhythm of the earth whereas a man you can easily i mean i've never taken steroids so i've never played around with my like um like my testosterone levels but i can definitely tell as i'm moving through different things and like my testosterone levels go up and down uh, resistance training is a really big like it has a lot of impact but I don't have that reminder every month to come back to myself. And and that is it if you're having, you know, this reminder every month, because there are, I think what I'm leading to is because of all the toxins and the environment and the, the way that we lead the lifestyle, the screen time, the, all of it, the disconnection, the, the lack of grounding, the wearing the foam shoes, the rubber soles and everything that's slowly over time, or maybe very rapidly disconnected us from, nature from our origin and from those natural cycles um it's so easy as a man i think to to get lost in that lack of connection from from nature from our from ourselves and in a way i'm envious because it's like this monthly 
time when all this stuff bubbles up. But obviously I know living with a woman and mm -hmm. from relationships in the past, that it's not something to truly be envious of because it's painful and it brings up physical pain, mm -hmm. emotional pain, and uh, it's not an easy ride for, for any woman in that, in that aspect. And if we do not know how to connect with our power and use these opportunities, if we don't know how to use this monthly opportunity to connect with our emotions and our pain that is showing up to be healed, then it's not actually healing. We're not actually gaining the benefits of it. If we resist and we fight and we look at it as this horrible weakness, this terrible experience that we have to go through every month, we're not actually gaining the benefits. We're just struggling and suffering. And this is what I see so many, so many women go through is, you know, they have pain in their uterus and then they take pills to avoid the pain and they struggle to manage their emotions and they resist and they fight and they react to them and they run programs on top of programs. What's wrong with me? Why do I have to be this way? Look, I'm so emotional. See, and they perpetuate the cycles of abuse, the collective societal programs that at its core are way bigger than us. And if we can see them for what they are, we can see that this is a collective disempowerment of the feminine we can start to change the narrative every time we do get our menstrual cycles. Mm. And I'm happy to use myself as an example. Um, you know, I spent 20 years of my life on birth control, never mm. having a normal cycle, being able to manipulate it however I wanted to. If I was going to be on vacation, I could just skip my cycle. It was no problem. I had right. no issues. I hardly had any cramps. It was, I was one of the very lucky ones. And it's been a couple of years now that I started feeling the call to remove myself from any anything and putting anything in my body that did not feel aligned. Mm. And as I've done this, I've started getting more curious each time I have my monthly cycle. And I observe the pain, the cramps, and I observe what happens when I react to it with negativity. And I don't want it to be here. I think, why me? And I go into the victim perspective. I go into that powerless place. And then what happens when I respond with authenticity, with power, with unconditional love and with nurturing to the pain that is showing up in my uterus, it completely shifts. It doesn't persist. And it's the difference of me having cramps for a week versus cramps for an hour. And it's in this place as I continue to explore what comes up for me as I'm in this process that we have just been so deconditioned to our power that the cramps that the pain that we experience every month is actually our body's way of giving us the gift of divine sight, helping us to try to see what needs to be expressed. We need to start to begin to understand this wounded feminine that is within each and every one of us. We're perpetrating it every time we have our cycle with the same narrative as we've been taught. And we need to wake up to this so that we can change the experience for ourselves and collectively. Damn, that just hit me. We stay, <laughs> this is how we stay trapped. Yeah. And this is how the exactly. program stay alive because uh -huh. we're conditioned to like shit on it and complain about it and blame it and purge it and point fingers and all of these things and not take responsibility over ourselves when it shows up every month. Yes. This is another way to get us. And that's not to say obviously that you know, you heal all that wounded feminine and you're not going to feel period pain. You're not going to feel anything. Like the physical body is still going to have a certain uh, response every month, 
but the level of which that pain is then dragged out and the level and like what it what that pain then triggers in each woman that yeah. will change as you go into it and do the work around it's like okay this pain is here what is it bringing up in me and once you dissolve whatever it's bringing up you're left with just the physical kind of hormonal pain of going through the monthly monthly cycle the mm. experience and uh yeah that's i mean could you give us um a few examples of like what it is that you found when this in in yourself with the wounded feminine what's been what's been coming up <clears throat> it is a lot of what we have already discussed it's that inconvenience so when i get my period and i have to be at work it's such mm -hmm. an inconvenience to be running around and having this pain i don't have the time or the spaciousness to give it what it needs which is divine nurturing, unconditional love and spaciousness to be expressed. So if my cycle happens to fall on some time where I have the spaciousness to sit with it, then I can more easily go into it and practice the work that we teach at MSU to be able to explore with loving curiosity what's coming up from a non-judgmental place free of the conditioning that we've been taught. And then in the absence of that, I can curiously wonder, you know, the color of the blood because it's different colors that it on different months and the different experiences when the pain actually comes in my uterus because it comes quite strongly all women know what this feels like and yet pain we can't avoid it's a natural part of life the suffering that comes when we resist or we fight so for example when i'm at work in a 12-hour shift and this pain comes it's very hard to sit with it and be present while I run off my feet. Sometimes there's nothing I can do but take a pain pill and promise myself I'll come back to it later. Right. Um, and in our society, we live in such a world that it's so busy. It's we're always constantly going. It is really hard to have the spaciousness to honor it for, you know, some people bleed for seven, nine, ten days. Yeah. And the difference there is, is like you're consciously taking a medicine to help you with the pain at that time but then you're choosing at later that time to go into what's um what's still there what you couldn't deal with in the moment because you did have uh you have a job you know you're working and and for anyone listening to this you know you probably have a job that you have to go to and the function mm. that you have to perform in society um and so like that is a a way that like you can use a, a painkiller to aid you but then not just using it again and again and again to just avoid the pain completely. It's, it's that beautiful discernment of, okay, I can't deal with what's going on right now because I do have a, a responsibility. So let me take this, um, you know, whatever it was, the ibuprofen or pain, you know, pain reliever, but then you're coming back to it. What does that look like for you? Like later in the day or the next day, how, like what's your process of coming back to it? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's nothing different than the way that I process any emotion or feeling that comes through in my day to day, because the beauty of this work is that we're not going from one side or the other. We are not diving 100 percent into spirituality and forgetting our humanness. Likewise, we're not going into a complete humanness while devoiding ourselves of our true divine knowing and spirituality. So we're trying to meld it in the mid middle. 
which means that we constantly, when things come up for us, we are in the middle of something in our human lives. And so it is honoring and validating, seeing it for what it is, noticing, welcoming it in and saying, hello, I see you. I'm not just going to try to stuff you out because I perceive that I don't have the power or I don't have the ability. I'm going to honor you, validate that you're here and give you a little bit of comforting and love to support you while I put you aside, continue what I'm doing. And we have to come back to it at the end of the day or, you know, soon. It's just like if we had a little child who was throwing a temper tantrum and, you know, we told that child, you know, to sit down and to feel what they're feeling. And I'm right here with you, but I'm cooking something over the stove and, you know, I'll be right, right there with you. Just, you know, what else do you need to say? What else do you need from me to feel safe and loved in this moment while I still continue the duties and the activities I have to do until I have the spaciousness to give you my full attention? Mm -hmm. Yeah. As we're talking about all this, I'm reflecting on my whole experience. And, you know, in Korean culture and in Mm. Christianity, because I had the pleasure of being both, we don't talk about bodies. We Mm -hmm. don't talk about periods. We don't talk about sex. We don't talk about any of those things. And so I've had a great disconnection with all of that my entire life. And then the reason why I went on birth control was because I wanted to have sex and I didn't want to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Oh, okay. Everyone seems to be taking this thing. That's, that's going to prevent me from getting pregnant. So let me take that. And I did that for like almost three years and I was bleeding most of the month, every month. So my Mm. body's reaction to birth control was horrifying to the point Mm. where my partner at the time was like, what is going on with you? Like, he's like, you're always bleeding. And that's when it hit me like, oh, something's wrong. And this is how disconnected I am from Mm. my body, you know? Yes. And it wasn't until I got off of them where I started regulating and even my periods before, I mean, they would last three weeks and I get a little bit of break and then it'll be back again. And so now it's like, I'm starting from scratch. And like, even today, this is, I don't know, this is TMI, but like I was, and even like down to the tampons that we use, how much toxins are in those. So it's like, I've had to really do like a whole switch up on all the products that I use to, to make it as natural as possible. And even today, like I took out my tampon and blood went on my thigh. And before my reaction to that was like disgusting. This is so nasty. And then today was the first day I was like, wow, this is really sacred. This is so beautiful. And even the way that I wiped it away, I did it with honor. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm connecting. I was like, this is different. This is great. And now I'm realizing more and more like this is a very sacred, powerful time for me. And to really honor it for when it does show up every month and not to just like discredit mm. it and just go into, oh, cause I'm so bloated and all these things. And so easy also to shame myself, to judge uh-huh. myself, to be yep. like, why is your stomach sticking out even more? All of these things. Okay. Yeah. Having a lot of really yeah. <laughs> perpetrating the narrative that you've been taught. Right. right. And loving that. Of course that's, how you think that's exactly what you know that's all all we've ever been taught you Mm -hmm. know even the title of this podcast I was going to call moon cycles and feminine power because menstruation didn't feel good you know Mm. it's it doesn't feel as good and bringing it back to um you know using tampons for example it's something that I've let go of many years ago and so using diva cups and um certain underwears and being able so not putting anything in my body at all to stop the flow Mm. is something that we can do right um 
using that blood in certain ways. Some people water their plants with nutrients. Um, You know, it's a really good way to also see the color. And then the colors do dictate the the color of the blood that we're letting go of does dictate certain aspects of our health. If we're looking into it from like a traditional Chinese medicine approach, and I'm not super great with the differences in the colors and what they mean. I just know that sometimes it will be very dark black. Sometimes it will be very bright red. Yeah. Um, And noticing with curiosity, instead of the conventional cycle of, oh, is there something wrong with me? Oh, no, there's something wrong. I'm doing something wrong, right? There's so many aspects here that we've been conditioned. And if we can explore them with curiosity, then we can actually just be able to be present with what's coming up for us in our body, which is a process that is moving through us, allowing us to tap into this divine potential, this sacred aspect of ourselves that really has been taken away from us for so many years because it hasn't been like this forever in mm-hmm. human history women were revered the the menstrual cycles were sacred and it's only in our patriarchal society that things have shifted you know as we burn the witches and as we slowly suppress the feminine have we also changed this narrative and it's time to take our power back really because this is this is exactly how we take our power back is recognizing these ways with which we still perpetrate what we've been taught, even though at our core, we don't believe in it. We don't agree yet. We just have not been able to be conscious enough to make the switch to see that we're perpetrating the cycles of inferiority, inequality, judgment, shame, guilt at being female. Mm. Of course, this still exists. We're still doing it to ourselves. Mm. Whoa. Right. You know, when I when we started this podcast or I heard the topic that we were going to be touching on, I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. I don't know if this is a podcast for me. Mm. And listening to your story, um, it made me uncomfortable and Mm. immediately started hearing the programs of, oh, no, I can't believe she's saying that. And like, you know, starting to hear the worry, the insecurity, the, the judgment, the shame that this part of me wanted to cast onto mm. you um and obviously it was able to recognize that they were just programs and this is exactly what we're talking about so if there's any men that are still listening to this that haven't turned it off already like good job um and if you are still listening and that story did make you uncomfortable i'm going to invite you right now to do the very thing that i've been doing in this last few minutes which is dropping in and feeling why is it making me uncomfortable uh, what, why, what is it that I'm feeling? Why can't I handle a woman talking about something very natural to them? And obviously this is how we're conditioned. This is everything that you're saying, Christy, and what we're talking about. And as a man, we're not like, it's, oh, period. Oh, oh, you know, you know, we can't do, have anything to do with that. That's kind of like the society that I was brought up in. Um, and that's childish because it, first, it's not real. <laughs> and that's saying that I can't handle a little bit of like blood and like a natural part of a woman's like create. It's the creation process. You know, it's mm. part of the creation process of life. It's, it's part of the process that I was involved with um, to be to be here. And that's uh, there's a part of me, you know, a part I will I will call a part of my shadow, my shadow self that wants to remain separate from that, that wants to judge and shame. Um, And that obviously isn't the real me. And this is an example of a man society. uh, And I see why I'm here now is to, to, Mm -hmm. you know, be in this as one in oneness with you, as you're talking about this. 
um, because this is where it ends, this separation. Like, yeah, I'm never going to experience that. But to to be uncomfortable and create separation, like that's the opposite of what we're trying to achieve here. So, uh, yeah, it definitely, it definitely made me run programs. So thank you for the story. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm sure it, it may have triggered anyone else listening. And uh, my invitation is if, if you are listening to this, open your heart right now um, because this is a natural cycle. This is just part of a woman. And we need to be in uh, honor. That's what I know you've been talking about this already, but the word honor just keeps coming through to me. Mm. That the way of honoring is we need to be on, we need to be honoring this sacred part of the feminine. Yes, absolutely. That honoring is just so important. And how can we expect others to honor us if we do not first honor ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know, if we are holding this intimate space for ourselves in places with which we do make people uncomfortable and we can hold this spaciousness and be able to share openly about these things that are taboo, which, you know, we love to do that here at MSU. And it can then create that flow, that fluidity in expansion, in shifting the narrative slowly through awareness. Yeah. Or rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, you know, and it, and of course, it comes down to the women of honoring ourselves. But what just popped into my head, too, is like, how much men um, kind of make fun of women where it's like, mm. I've had partners go, Oh, what are you on your period right now? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I wrote this down earlier, like, you mentioned the word excuse, mm-hmm. and men use it as like, a, um, I've done it. Yeah, know. yep. Not, not excluding myself from this. Like we as men tend to jump onto it as an excuse to, yeah. oh, that's why. Oh, are you just on your period? Is yeah. that what's up? Yeah. Yep. Or like talking shit to their friends. Like, oh, she's on her period. Like she's PMSing. Like she's raging out right now. And in a way that's like, what is the energy of that? Isn't it, is it superiority, inferiority? Like, what is that? Yep. Yeah. Judgment. You know, mm-hmm. judgment, judgment, inequality, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, lack yeah, of honoring, for sure. Yeah. Lack of honoring. Yeah. It's looking down on somebody because of what they're moving through. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're going through a challenging time. Yeah. And, you know, as males in society, we're taught to just suppress everything. And so a woman in all of her emotions every month, it's hard for a man to to fully be with and deal with um as as i'm you know struggling to hear you talk about this you know um natural things that's case in point right there and uh just to go back to the excuses i hear women using it as an excuse for Mm -hmm. their behavior all the time as well like um even yesterday oh i'm just on my period i'm gonna start my period i can tell i'm just really moody and bitchy right lacking the way of responsibility right there the first Mm -hmm. universal way of oneness right not taking ownership, accountability, responsibility for your own behavior, because instead you're choosing to blame it on something, giving yourself an excuse for why you're acting the way that you are instead of standing in integrity and honoring that how you show up is your responsibility, irrespective of what your circumstances are. Mm -hmm. Just because you're having a bad day, you're in pain, you have a period doesn't mean you can go and shit all over other people or be a complete bitch. And yet in our society, living in this world that we live in, we do, we blame everything outside of ourselves all of the time so that we can not have to take responsibility for ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
It's so much easier to just blame the period. <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> oh both goodness. on the man's side and the woman's side, you know, both. Yeah. It's it's just easier yeah. than to say, yeah. oh, you know, actually she's just having a hard time right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it keeps us in powerlessness. Yes, mm. it absolutely does. Mm-hmm. And what happens when we can meet, you know, with our partners, our lovers who are the people with which we are the most intimate in this place of honoring together, it just creates another deepness of intimacy with which it like, it's another level completely, you know, um, even in sexual intimacy, there's so many men out there who are scared of blood, who literally shame women for being on their period. They want to have sex, but they want to have sex with you, but ew, you're on your period. No gross. Ew. Stay away. Mm -hmm. What does, what does that instill in us? Right. What does that teach us? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And if we can instead start to lovingly teach and support our partners, you know, ask them curiously, well, what is it about this? Why do you feel uncomfortable here? And we can get to that deep place of emotional intimacy. It can actually be a very sacred experience, but you have to be able to move through that together. Both people not running programs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say, you know, everyone should go out and do that. You know, what they prefer to them is what they prefer to them. But the key is, are you running a program? Is that your preference or is it is it because there is a, a program there which is causing this separation, this judgment? Because, um, you know, everyone's entitled to their own kind of preferences in life. Um, I love coffee, although mm. I can't really drink it much. Right? Other people like tea. But am I running a program that makes me hate tea? You know, that's, that's, that might not be the greatest example. (laughs) I guess I was, I was trying to dance around. He's drinking tea, that's okay. No, I think I'm trying to dance around not using the actual example that we're using. Talking about blood, which is, again, still Ah. this program, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful awareness right there, right? So it's the, um, yeah, the lack of, like people could have a, a preference of not wanting to be intimate with a partner because it gets messy and bloody and that's fine mm-hmm. if that's your preference but is that preference coming from the fact that like why don't why is that preference there is the question that we're always here to answer is like that's fine you're allowed to have that that preference but why is it is it because of a program is it because exactly. of separation is it because you don't honor her is it because that you find the blood part of uh, a period disgusting and therefore you know some level of shame and judgment and um, separation there which again which then gets projected onto the women because i've experienced that where it's like oh i'm disgusting you know like i should feel shame for this right now like Mm -hmm. this is not sexy this is not attractive Mm -hmm. like i'm gross right now which then causes me to close and then be shameful of yeah having something Mm -hmm. that is so natural Yes, exactly. And, you know, unless we have done the work in ourselves to examine what our preferences are by delving into all of our programs, unless we can consciously, confidently say, we know that this is not a wound, we kind of have to assume that it is a wound and explore it with curiosity. Yes. Mm -hmm. Instead of just saying, oh, no, well, it's so easy to bypass that and say, oh, no, it is my preference. I just don't like blood that just makes me uncomfortable. That's not a program. And we do have to be very cautious there because so many people are so quick to say, oh no, I am healed. 
oh no, I have examined this. And yet have they really, if you can feel the energy of the program, because we can feel when people are projecting their shit onto us. You know, it doesn't feel very good. And yet so many people would say that it's a preference. I just don't like it. Right. Here's an interesting thing. I actually, the topic we're talking about, I don't mind it because I feel like I am more in honoring of a woman's cycle. However, outside of that experience, blood makes me feel sick to my stomach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could never be a nurse. I could never be a doctor. I could never to be anything to do with blood because it makes me feel gross to my, not gross, but... um. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> That's not me. It, make, it makes you feel triggered. I wonder where that comes from. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely, there's a <laughs> lot there. Mm. There's a lot there. But there, I can tell it's like not, that isn't part of my path in this life. Mm. To be like good with like blood and stuff like that. Mm. And maybe it's because I'm, a, I think it's because I'm like, very very sensitive mm-hmm. and uh obviously there's there's definitely still wounding there which i've got a uh, i'm continuously going into but throughout all of the healing the the blood stuff still like i had a friend come to me like with his finger bleeding and he thought that i was gonna like take good care of him because i think it can be quite nurturing at times and i was like girl get away from me look at that god look at that he's like what like oh like ah, oh, <laughs> too, too much. No, 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 no. Mm. Yeah, it, it's so interesting. Um, one of my close friends reached out to me yesterday, and she was like, "I'm really going in. I'm I'm really in it right now." I was like, "Oh, what happened?" She was like, "Just uh, my period. You know, I'm just like in PMS rage." And I had this moment where I was like, "It's easy to say that it's PMS rage, and it's not to say that it's not." But sis, mm-hmm. what have you been not feeling that it's coming out as rage, right? Because yeah. that's what it it really brings everything up to the surface. Yes. And this is how it comes. If you keep prolonging the process of feeling your pain, when it hits, mm-hmm. it will whammy you up the wazoo. <laughs> and it's easy to blame the period instead of, what have you been avoiding that it's coming up so intensely right now? Cause she's not a person that goes, I'm really in it. And so when she said that I felt immediately, I'm like, Oh, you've been suppressing. That's why it hit like a block. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing awareness, Ellie. That's it's so common. And as we go deeper on this path too, as we start to explore what our feelings are, what our programs are on a more routine basis, as we go deeper into this work, that is the benefit is we can actually see it in our monthly cycles if we have been suppressing something or if we haven't. You know, I definitely notice um, a direct correlation between the months with which I'm really doing this work and the amount of pain that I experience in my menstrual cycle. Interesting. Versus the weeks and the month, the months that I'm doing a little bit of less work, it comes out heavy hitting. And as long as This is the beauty. This is where we have that access to power that men don't have is regardless of if I was doing the work for the month and then it doesn't have to hit me as hard. Or if I was, you know, faltering a little bit, a little more busy in my human life, it still hits me at the end of that month. And as long as I am willing to give it the time and space every month, it's calling me to clear it and go into it deeper. It's like Mm -hmm. a practice, just like if you were to do this every morning, this work, 
You know, yeah. it's giving you, it's pulling you into it. It's just, unfortunately, in our society, I would say the majority of women still choose to completely suppress, deny, ignore, avoid, and react to it with the programs and the conditioning that they've been taught instead of being able to see it from this different perspective, the truth of the situation, right. which is this is this is our magical monthly cycle that allows us to tap into this source of power, but we do need to know how to transmute pain into power to be able to use it as magic. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to do that, you won't be able to access this divine feminine power, this raw source of wisdom. Hmm. Yeah, Rachel always talks about how, you know, women have to feel their emotions because of our menstrual cycles. And men don't ever have to because you all don't menstruate, which is, you know, men got got ways to go. Mm -hmm. Truly, Mm -hmm. truly. Yeah, that's what I was saying at the beginning of this, like, there's a part of me that, you know, wishes I, I could have that experience. But um only from the aspect the part of me that just wants to grow obviously in reality it you know it's really challenging it's really difficult and it can be you know a week of pain and Mm -hmm. and yeah i can't imagine it's easy but yeah yeah, we we've got we've got that's why we're supposed to be looking up to the women for guidance Mm. and leadership that's right right. because you're connected in a deeper sense yeah absolutely we are those of us who are willing to go into it, to see it, to transmute it, you know, these are the women who are stepping up to be the leaders and the pioneers in this new age that we're developing here. Um, You know, and it is a choice, right? It is a choice to continue to live in the collective consciousness of our world or to start to explore the areas of pain and triggers and suffering that cause us so much pain is this a program? Yeah. What is in here? What what more is here? How am I responding to this thing that comes every month? You know, I'm 35. It, it's been coming for a long time now. And yet it's taken me 20, 25 years to even recognize, to notice, to start to explore with curiosity. Maybe the narrative I've been taught is not what I believe. And it's not that easy to do a completely different dance to the narrative is strong. What we've been taught, what we've been conditioned, it's, it's everywhere. You know, you have an excuse to go to work and say, I've got cramps. You can, you can get off easy. You can get sat to the, you might even get, get to go home and get paid for work for the day. Mm. And yet, you know, to show up in a completely different way, that is where our true source of power does lie. But it's, it's not the easy path. Yeah. And now imagine if we do that in so many other sectors and places mm-hmm. where we are trapped in victimhood, we are trapped in these programs that cycle us and keep us exactly at a level of consciousness that doesn't rise, doesn't elevate. Okay. Um, yeah, it's beautiful to see this in that regard too, because I actually wasn't aware of all this until you just brought it to me. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, when we become aware of the programs that we're running and all the conditioning and the programming surrounding the menstrual cycle, like we can break free from all of this. And there's so much power here. There is so much power to be accessed when we use it as such. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Anything else that you, you wrote something down? No, we've already covered it. Beautiful. Yeah. 
Um, great topic, Christy. Yeah. It's super beautiful and powerful. And it really made me think deeper and like really learning. Like, so, you know, like I talked about, I'm, I'm in it right now. And I'm also in just such a deep emotional place too. And when my period came, all the cramping and everything came and it was this, I just surrendered. I was like, there's so much that I'm moving through right now. And if you want to come on board too, like I just completely surrender to you. Like just hop on the train because it's packed, but there's still room for you. So come on. And there's power in the surrendering of all of it. Cause I wasn't fighting it. I wasn't complaining. I wasn't anything. I was just, all right, here we go. Here's another layer. Beautiful. Look at you go. That's tapping into that divine power right there. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. so many women would use that as the exact opposite. They've already got so much on their plate and it's that one more thing that breaks the camel's back, the straw, right? That one more thing and then they can't manage and they can't handle it and the narratives run. If only, oh my God, poor me. And then you're stuck. You're running the cycle. You really can't get out. Right. And it's being able to see it in a completely new light that um, last week it was the same for me. I had everything on my plate um, and then I started bleeding and being able to see it from this perspective made it an unbelievably powerful week instead of the alternative. You know, this is how much power and choice we really do have in the way that we choose to see, but we have to be willing to see the truth, the pain, the narratives that we've been conditioned by, which are not that easy to see. There's a lot of pain in there mm-hmm. to witness them. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you for all of that. Um, if any of you out there want to work with Christy, set up a free consultation with us at mastersofselfuniversity.com or any of other amazing mystical life coaches, uh, like share, subscribe, comment, uh, really helps the algorithm of this podcast. And, uh, thanks so much for everyone being here. Thanks Christy for this awesome topic. And until next time we will see you guys then. Bye. Bye.